What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Around 5,000 Berrien County homes that currently have no access to high-speed internet will soon have it. Now that the Michigan High-Speed Internet Office has approved a $27 million grant for Midwest Energy and Communications to roll out broadband. Governor Gretchen Whitmer announced the $203 million in Robin grants. They're going to 18 broadband projects around the state. Berrien County Administrator Brian DeSette tells us now that MEC has received final approval, there's big work coming to the county. It's a tremendous win. The county, the local units of government are just thrilled with the confirmation of uh, the Robin Grant. What this will mean is a growing majority of the entire county will have easy, affordable access to high-speed internet. Berrien County has been working for a few years now to expand broadband availability, creating a broadband committee that engaged internet service providers and township governments. DeSat says one of the major tasks of the county was mapping out where broadband really is available. We engaged DCS Technologies to physically go out and inventory every mile of public roadway to determine where broadband networks were located and where they absolutely were not located. A study in 2022 found more than 11,500 parcels in the county with no broadband access. They were located throughout the county, even in cities. Dissent says major work to roll out fiber will take place starting later this year and run throughout next year. A side benefit will be the new fiber laid by MEC. will have to pass through some areas that already have service, thereby giving residents new options for Internet. The state announced tentative approval for MEC's Robin Grants in June, but now it has been made final. The Avenue Family Network is changing its name to Caring Connection. Chief Strategy Officer Robin McGinnis tells us the new name will take effect November 3rd. So why change the name? We felt that Caring Connections, after reaching out to partners in the community and our board of directors, that it was a more inclusive name. It says more of what we actually do than the previous name. And Caring Connections just is a kind of a warm and supportive name. The soon-to-be formerly named Avenue Family Network runs several human services programs in Berrien County that include adult foster care, senior abuse prevention, and guardianship for the disabled. McGinnis says they'll roll out the new name following their third annual spaghetti dinner that's happening on Thursday. We are sending it to all of our clients. We will be launching the new website on November 3rd. We are basically doing a slow rollout. The Avenue family name itself is relatively new, as the agency was known as Child and Family Services of Southwest Michigan until it adopted the Avenue name in 2018. McGinnis says that never really fit. In addition to changing the name of the organization, the group is changing the name of the Cora Lamping Center, its domestic violence shelter. The shelter's new name will be the Empowerment Center. An estimated 30 laying hens and several chicks perished in a fire that destroyed a chicken coop in Geneva Township on Sunday afternoon. South Haven Area Emergency Services says it responded to County Road 380 near 59th Street around 1.20 in the afternoon. The coop was fully involved when firefighters arrived. The owner said he tried to free the birds from the coop but was not successful. Heat lamps used to warm the chickens are believed to be the cause of the fire. The Bangor Community Fire Department provided mutual aid. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission will use a $51,000 state grant 
to help Benton Harbor and Bridgman better manage shoreline issues. Commission Deputy Director Marcy Hamilton tells us the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy money will enable the group to work with Benton Harbor officials on plans to reduce flooding when there are rains leading to high lake levels. We're going to be looking at areas in Benton Harbor that have flooded when we have high lake levels and looking at pollutions that we can use in the city in terms of dealing with stormwater runoff to, to kind of capture it and make sure that it's not flooding homes or businesses or roadways. We do this by trying to focus on using natural solutions called green infrastructure. Hamilton says the mitigation strategies might include rain gardens. Meanwhile, the Eagle Grant will be used to conduct a review of shoreline ordinances in Bridgman to prevent erosion. Hamilton says strategies might include restricting development close to the lakeshore. She notes both Bridgman and Benton Harbor took part in a coastal leadership academy put on by the state that prompted Bridgman to create a shoreline resiliency committee seeking to prevent erosion and flooding. Chickaming Township is in line to receive a federal grant of $120,000 to improve roadway safety. U.S. Senators Gary Peters and Debbie Stabenow have announced the three federal grants intended to improve safety. They will help the affected communities develop safety action plans. The funding is being awarded through the U.S. Department of Transportation's Safe Streets and Roads for All grant program, which funds road safety projects to prevent traffic deaths and injuries. Peter says the $860,000 in grants announced will help communities across the state identify roadway safety concerns and take steps necessary to prevent future injuries and deaths. Lakeshore Public Schools is planning to open the new Cone Field House to walkers next month. It says the upper floors will be open for anyone to use from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays starting November 13th and continuing through March 27th. The new field house walking hours replace walking hours offered at the high school. Work on the Cone Field House was completed in 2020, but plans to open it to the public were delayed due to COVID. The field house includes a one-eighth mile track that overlooks the basketball and volleyball courts. The Bob and Betty Cone and Cone Bancroft Family Foundation made major donations to make the field house possible. The St. Joe Kickers Sports Club is preparing to celebrate its 70th anniversary. The club was founded in 1953 when newly arrived German immigrants, lonely in the new country, met to play soccer at Kiwanis Park in St. Joseph. Over time, the group grew and moved to different venues. Club sports director Chris Hawk tells us there was a whole German community in Berrien County coming out of World War II. It's amazing that this club was built by these people that obviously life couldn't have handed worse cards to. A lot of them escaped to the Soviets after the parts of Germany were parceled off to them. And we even had some prisoners of war that had been brought over by the Americans. I think there was a camp in Bridgman and they decided, you know what, this is a pretty good place to live. The St. Joe Kickers Sports Club adopted English as its language in 1968 as the focus shifted more to sports than culture. In the early 70s, it acquired its own indoor facility in Royalton Township, and now it has 315 adult members and their children. A 70th anniversary celebration is planned for this coming Saturday with traditional German food and live music. Everyone is welcome to attend. It's $25 for non-members. We have RSVP information at our website, wsjm.com. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.